Welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Do you trust the UN or the Pope more? So yesterday we talked about the Pope and explained how his speeches sound a lot like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum these days. And then in an alarming assessment, at least for many of us, um, the UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez gave um, uh, a speech talking about the world is paralyzed and in colossal global dysfunction and gave some reasons as to why he believes that. And it got me thinking, Doug, that it sounds like he and the Pope have the same speechwriter. Sounds a lot like it, doesn't it? It's like, you know, that, that clip where the, all those different news stations are up on the screen and they're all saying the exact same things? Yes. Sounds a lot like that. So I wondered, you know, when people hear this from the United Nations or Klaus Schwab or WEF, do they trust that or do they not? And if they don't, do they trust it when the Pope is saying it? Or maybe they're like us and they don't trust either. <laughs> I don't know how many people don't trust either. Um, you well, know, it seems like it's one or the other. Yeah. Or both. There's very, it seems like it's a small group of us out here. Right. That's like. Maybe uh, most of the people that follow our program and understand Bible prophecy, they're going, whoa, these are warning signs. But the rest of the world is probably like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. Well. So, yeah. I would say that there's even people that follow our program that don't agree with us. We've heard. Could be. And we're not mad at people who don't agree with us. Bring it on. We we, right. we love, love diversity. We are happy to be uh, challenged on any of the things. Like we, we want to be right with God right. and we want to do our best. And sometimes that takes people that don't agree with you and help sh- sharpen things up. So yeah. we're happy to have everybody here watching End of the Age. So regardless right. of where you land on your viewpoints... Uh, we're glad that you're here, and we're taking your calls. So 877-END-TIME the number to join us, 877-363-8463. Uh, we're very excited to hear from you today. Do you trust the UN or the Pope more? So should we do a quick overview of yesterday, Doug, to kind of give people, I guess, uh, updated on, on kind of what we were discussing and how that ties into the day. Yeah, because it really does tie in a lot. Um, you know, so yesterday we talked about the big uh, faith leader rally that they had, the meeting that they had in Pakistan uh, last week. And um, they had signed a doctrine together uh, to push for peace and come together and decide that there's no longer going to be any proselytizing uh, with these faith leaders and that, um, you know, Really, I mean, basically what the Pope was saying was in his letters and his address to these spiritual leaders were uh, that if we're going to move toward peace, we need to all agree that we worship the same God and that we don't need to go out and try to convert people to Christianity or to uh, Islam or anything like that. We just all need to coexist and get along with each other if we're going to have peace in the world. Now, this is coming from the most recognized uh, spiritual leader in the world and uh, Christian leader uh, in the world that is the head of the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, saying that we shouldn't try to say things like uh, 
you know, Jesus is the only way. And so uh, it, that in itself is alarming as a Christian, or it should be. But then that what they did with this document, Vince, they then all agreed upon this document. They signed the document and they presented the document to the U.N., and this week, the U.N. General Council is coming together and meeting together. And so they have this information. That's why Vince said it's very interesting because these two leaders uh, almost sound like they're speaking from the same speechwriter. So uh, that's where we are right now. We're looking at now, we saw, yesterday we saw the religious side of things. Now we're going to look at the political side of things. And remember, Vince, in Bible prophecy, uh, we we see that there is going to be a political leader who will be the Antichrist and then a spiritual leader uh, who is that second beast in Revelation 13 who will be the false prophet. Now, the Bible says in uh, Revelation 19 that they are both, so we know that there's two individuals, that they're both thrown into the lake of fire when Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom on the earth. So, Making some bold proclamations there, Doug. I know it's starting to look like we're beginning to see at least the two uh, bodies that will make up, you know, the, where these two entities come out of. So we've got this world government movement. We've got this spiritual movement, this one world religious movement happening now. It's interesting because the world religion uh, group met last week, was it? Yes, last and this Tuesday. This week, the, the, the world... Uh, Leaders, yeah. world government leaders, are meeting this week, and the agenda is very similar. Yes, it is. And so we have long talked about politics and religion on this show. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, when we launched on the radio, I think it was 1996 or 97 here in Dallas, which is where we are located now in uh, Plano, Texas. Uh, that's Doug on the screen. You know, some people get our names confused. It's really confusing when when they put the other one of us up when one of them's talking. But uh, the uh, politics and religion was the name of our show uh, when we started, and that's because we talk about these two things, and that's what we've always talked about. Uh, because when you start looking at politics and current events and how things are shaping up. Well, it starts to look like what the Bible said would be happening just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we want the world to know, hey, Jesus is coming soon. You know, we know that most people in the world missed his first coming. And we have a lot of signs that point to his second coming. So we are going to do our best to shout it from the rooftops, for lack of better terms, to say that Jesus is coming again Here's how you prepare for that, and here are all the signs that are indicating that. And so that's what we do here. Your partnership help makes that ha- uh, helps make that happen. Where This show is totally available for free every single weekday on the radio, um, on the Internet, on all the social media, um, and even weekly on television. And that's made available for free because people like you partner with us. So people go to endtime.com slash give, and they donate um, you know, about $50 a month, roughly. Some people do less, some people do more, and that's what helps make End of the Age available for free. So if you'd like to help continue that and to continue to make this show available for free, go to endtime.com slash give and partner with us. And above all else, we need your prayers. There's a lot going on with our team. There's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot going on in the spirit realm. We need your prayers, and we certainly value the power of prayer, and we're praying with you. You can submit requests at endtime.com slash contact, and our team will pray for your request. 
but uh, we certainly need your prayers as well. So we'll be right back after these breaks. You can uh, give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463 to get on the show. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1 800 end time or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Who do you trust more, the United Nations or the Pope? Yesterday we talked about some of what the Pope is saying and how interesting it is that it aligns with Klaus Schwab and World Economic Forum and the United Nations today um, to launch the 77th General Assembly, the UN Secretary General Ant Ant Antonio Gutierrez, um, gave a speech, and it's interesting that it lines up with the Pope. So we're talking about that side of it today. Doug, this um, this article that we're going to highlight kind of goes in and out of the article to show what they're saying mm -hmm. and then to show what they're doing. So let's see what these world leaders are saying, and then let's look at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that, that'll help us identify what they really believe and how alarmed they really are. <laughs> yes. And how we should react to it. Yes. And hopefully we can provide some light as to how uh, Christians should react along the way. So, this article is from MSN.com, and the title is UN Chief Warns Global Leaders The World is in Great Peril. Yes. He sounds like a typical prophecy preacher, mm -hmm. but does. he's not. Uh, in a, the UN Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, told world leaders Tuesday that nations are gridlocked in colossal global dysfunction. Mm. Man, starting to sound like 
the old days of my family, I'll just tell you, uh, <laughs> colossal global dysfunction, and aren't ready or willing to tackle the major challenges that threaten the future of humanity and the fate of the planet. Speaking at the opening of the General Assembly's annual top-level meeting, the UN chief pointed to the war in Ukraine, multiplying conflicts around the world, the climate emergency, the dire financial situation of developing countries, and recent reversals of progress on such UN goals as ending extreme poverty and providing quality education for all children. Yeah, so there's, I mean, right there he's talking about a lot of different things that are happening in the world and saying that, you know, this is horrible and uh, we're in peril and all this is happening to us. Remember, Vince, we've talked several times about how the enemy uses fear uh, and how the opposite of fear is faith. And so we, we have to remember, we're not trying to uh, make you live in fear. We're trying to show you how to be faithful through this propaganda of fear that's being pushed out on us. And this is definitely, we're hearing uh, the same echoes, uh, the same topics that the UN is discussing here, is the same thing the Pope discussed uh, in the articles we were reading yesterday. But with this global climate change emergency, uh, there was some information that came out last week, Vince. And, and though I got this article from the American Thinker, there's, you can actually go there and you can get the whole article. It breaks it down. It gives you reasons why it's not really happening. And so I wanted to start off with this because this is the big push. If everybody remembers, uh, last year we talked about a uh, Veritas, Project Veritas uh, undercover video that was done with a CNN executive uh, that made uh, decisions on how they would push the COVID propaganda. Mm -hmm. and, and they talked about driving the numbers up to keep people afraid. When the reporter was asked, well, what do you think you'll do now? And he said, next, I believe it'll probably be global warming. We're well, going to the viewership. Really they, they wanted more viewers. Yes, they wanted they the found, numbers up. Yeah. Absolutely. When they had the death ticker up on the screen, more people would stay to watch. Yeah. And so he's saying, well, how are you going to keep that audience? And, well, this time we're going to talk about climate change. Climate change. So this is the big ticket now that they're talking about. This is the big thing they're pushing now. And so this article was very interesting. And um, I, I wanted us to just talk about the first part of this article. I put very little in there, but like I said, this article is huge. You can go look this article up. It came from The American Thinker. And it's called, it it's, was titled, is, There Is No Climate Change Emergency. Is any of this going to get us kicked off the Internet, Doug? Uh, quite possibly. All right, well, <laughs> share the video while you can. Yeah. Um, the story says, There is no climate change emergency, human-caused or otherwise, according to over 1,100, ob 1100 objective truth-seeking scientists and professionals from over 35 countries. Many of the scientists are climatologists, environmental scientists, pollution meteorologists, and climate researchers who fully support the findings of the Global Climate Emergency Group in its recently released report entitled World Climate Declaration, There Is No Climate Emergency. The significance of this report cannot be overstated. It directly refutes the climate emergency claims of many of the world's so-called elites. The World Economic Forum eliminates uh, uh, the World Economic Forum elements of the United Nations, America's Democratic Party, and the other promoters of climate change catastrophe. 
Further, the findings of the report strongly negate efforts to do away with fossil fuels and charge full steam ahead to deploy electric vehicles as quickly as possible and spend many billions of dollars on near-term green energy projects. Yes, yeah, so we know this is an agenda. We know they're pushing this. We've seen comments from the World Economic Forum that uh, you know by the year 2030, they do not want you to own a fossil fuel vehicle uh, we've even seen in some of the Democratic-ran uh, states here in the United States, like Governor Newsom there in uh, California, has banned the use of any uh, fossil fuel-used uh, yard equipment like weed eaters, lawn uh, mowers, things like that. And by 2025... Those pesky weed eaters, Doug. I know, they're, they're putting the off so much pollution. But by 2020, I believe that they want to have the banking system there in California stop issuing uh, financial uh, loans for fossil fuel vehicles. Now, you believe that, or is that a thing? What, do, what are you saying there? I want to make sure. No, we... I'm, I'm, that's definitely a thing, and I believe that it's by 2025. Okay. That's the, the year part you're that not I wasn't 100%, uh, 100% sure gotcha. on. But the interesting thing, when you see this article, like I said, when you go back and read the entire article, it gives you, it breaks down why these scientists don't believe that uh, global climate change is a thing. And, uh, and they're basically, it comes down to the dollar bill. So it basically comes down to funding that these scientists receive and how they report on these findings. Uh, the interesting thing as well is you see that it talks about uh, Democratic party is really pushing this uh, fossil fuel vehicles. But the next thing that I found interesting was an article about our president, President Joe Biden, going to the Queen's funeral. And it's very interesting that uh, I believe over 13 different uh, world diplomats came in riding on a public transportation bus Mm-hmm. Except for, guess who? Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. So, Didn't know y'all were connected <laughs> like that. So I pulled this article and I wanted to show a, a, a picture of um, his vehicle and Joe Biden getting out of the vehicle while we just kind of touched on this. Are you reading that if you want to? Well, and I'll remind everyone that what we're talking about here is that the, the leader of the United Nations says that there is a climate emergency, and that's one of his key points in the opening statement of this General Assembly. So this is what world leaders are saying, is there is a climate emergency, and that it's very important that there's attention drawn to this, and that we need to take action to save the planet. And then, of course, we shared the article from American Thinker of the study from 1100 scientists and professionals, most of which we gave the list of what type of scientists they are. Um, But there's 1,100 that says there is not a climate change emergency. But the world leaders are saying there is, including President uh, Biden. However, this story that you want to highlight here has uh, Biden arriving at the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II in a massive motorcade while other world leaders and foreign royalty took buses. Joe Biden supposedly a committed climate change activist, arrived at the Queen's funeral on Monday in a massive motorcade despite all foreign dignitaries having been told by British authorities to leave their private cars and helicopters at home for the event. Biden appears to be one, if not the only, major figure 
to have insisted on a dispensation to ignore the ban on private car- He's ignoring a government ban? Yeah, imagine Good that. Good gracious. Uh, <laughs> ignore the ban on private cars for the event, with British officials facing unprecedented logistical challenges, even forcing foreign royalty to take the bus to get to the Queen's funeral. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, look at him. He's getting out of the beast, they they call that. Thing. That thing is pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, everybody else is coming, like, on a on a dart bus. And he arrives in the beast, looks all cool with his aviator sunshades there and looks very safe and secure along with that. I, I guess if you're saying and doing some of the things that Joe Biden's doing, maybe you need to come in a bulletproof vehicle instead of a, a charter bus. I don't know. But... Anyway, I just wanted to show you guys. So what we're looking at here is they're talking about climate change and that it's a huge emergency. We've got other people that are saying there is no emergency. Then we have, if there's such an emergency, why is President Biden arriving there and and taking these vehicles over there and traveling in these gas guzzler limousines and and having a motorcade escort him in there? Uh, So just very interesting that, you know, it's kind of the, do as we say and and uh, not as we do type scenario there that we always kind of see with the government. The other thing that they talked about, Vince, and, and I definitely want to get to this as well, is that they talked about, Gutierrez talked about the importance of teaching our children and indoctrinating, I mean, teaching them uh, things that uh, are important to uh, give everybody a... Um, well, just a, a fair place in the world. You know, I mean, we want everybody to feel safe and secure here in this world. It doesn't matter what kind of weird stuff you're into. And so uh, there, our next story. Well, before I we do that, Doug, we've got to tell people. <laughs> okay, let's share people. this video yes. now because it may not be uh, you later. as a parent or as a grandparent or if you know anyone in any public school district, while what we're about to share is not in every single school district, it is in many school districts. Uh, in the United States, if not this specific thing, something like it. And I know um, firsthand from some school districts in the Dallas area, they have content very similar to what we're about to share. Now, we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty details. You can look that up, and I will warn you, it is absolutely disgusting if you have a uh, biblical worldview. So, um, I guess that's good enough, Doug. Yeah. Share the video. Heart it, comment, get the word out, yeah. and um, a warning that you may not want your kids to... It's not like a graphic image that we're going to show, but maybe you don't even want your kids to see this title. I don't know. Yeah. So, And this is just one of 13, let me add. One of 13 books that are in school districts around the country, and probably around the world, I mean, if we're being honest, because this is a, a an agenda that the UN is pushing mm-hmm. for equality for everybody, no matter what... Uh, what they're into. Well, and I have a friend that was on a school board before he passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, He and his wife worked for the school district, or at least his wife worked for the school district high up for decades. He was on the school board and around the school board uh, and the school district, and they are very aware of specific targets that are happening Literally around the United States. This is not conspiracy theory stuff. Right. There is specific targets 
that certain groups out there are putting on school district around the United States mm -hmm. to get the people in on the school boards that they want in to get votes passed, and they'll even move people into the area where they can become elected. Nice. Like this is not a wow. This is a long-term game that they're playing. You know, yeah. Yeah. they will move somebody in and wait five years so they can get established into the community to get elected onto the school board. Yeah. And then start voting in the way that they're supposed to to establish this agenda. Yeah. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is legit happening around the United States, and I know firsthand from some connections that I have very close to them. So yeah. it's interesting, and plus it's interesting to see how this stuff is developing as they told me it was before it was really on the global, or at least the, the national scene. So yeah, absolutely. This book, before we head to this commercial, Doug, we got less than two minutes. We better get this one out. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. So here's the picture of the book. And I think, there it is. Well, there's four of them there, but the highlight that we're making is the book, this book is gay. Right. That's the now, name Now, every of it. single one of those, though, are um, whatever that is. LGBT. In the same category? Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same thing. LGBTQ, all the different letters. But this book is gay specifically. Yeah. It is a pornographic book. Yes, it is. And we can't even really tell you what the book is about because it's... Well, I'm happy to tell them. Are you going to tell them? Because it's kind of I graphic. mean, I'm not going to read it, but... Right. It's kind, it, of, kind of a graphic. It explains how you have homosexual sexual relations. Yes. Like it gives then, you the instruction. Nice it's an instruction it. manual, essentially. Yeah. And it's for now, kids. Now, and was it tells this them how to college? use a sex app. Was this in a college, Vince? This is for a school district that's pre-K to 12th grade. Yeah. It's on display at their and school district. And their libraries. Yes. Yeah. Not just, I mean, I don't want it on the shelves, but this right. is on display. Yeah. Featured as a book available for pre-K to 12th graders. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't even want my 12th grader reading that book. There are pictures. There are graphs to show you. Right. To give you instruction. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely radical. Yeah. And I would say it's time for Christians to be absolutely radical as well. It really is. We need to get involved in our school board meetings. And more. Uh, yeah. We'll be getting to more of that on the other side of this break, and we'll be getting to your calls as well. If the number's uh, busy when you call, keep trying. You'll get through eventually. 877-END-TIME's the number to join us. We'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. Symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, 
The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Talking about who you trust more, the U.N. or the Pope. Pope gave some speeches last week that sounds a lot like what the U.N. is saying this week. And so uh, if you'll pay attention to both, you'll notice that over the last, oh, year or two or so, their speeches have begun to align um, almost across the board. And so it's quite interesting that they're saying much of the same things And that's interesting because the book of Revelation says that they will be partnered up just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so um, we think we need to be talking about this because we talk about politics and religion. We want to tell you the truth as best as we know how. And so we're committed to doing that. And that's what we're doing today, looking at the the UN side of the talking points. We um, um, highlighted that... um, um, What's his name? Antonio, Antonio Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah, uh, that that he said that the world is in great peril, and so we talked about some of the points that he made when saying that the world is in great peril and how education for children is so important. And so we left off with a book that is in a one school district, and there are multiple variations of books like this that are in most of the school districts. And so um, that's where we left off on before the break, Doug. How much further do you want to go before we get to calls? Um, the the main thing of the article that I just want to make everybody understand, and, and understand this is a, a huge article because of the way we broke it down today. Uh, and so we're not going to have time to get to everything that we would like to get to. But the bottom line is they have an agenda, and it's Agenda 2030, and this feeds right into it. It's uh, equality for everyone, uh, peace on earth goodwill toward man as long as you abide by their rules and what they want you to do, getting rid of your gas-powered vehicles. All these things are, are contained within this. It talks about the, you know, the war in the Ukraine and how that's causing food shortages and things like that. We know that there is a lot going on right now, and so uh, this article touches on a lot of that. Uh, the main thing that I want to get to before we move to, to the phones, and we may get to more of this article later, is that... Uh, we know in Bible prophecy that there's a world government coming. Uh, we talked about the world religion yesterday. This is world government we're talking about today. And we're going to be moving into a world currency. Those things were even spoke about yesterday in yesterday's program with the meeting of the spiritual uh, leaders talking about moving to a digital currency system. So all these things are in the works. And we are very much in the end time right now as we speak. I know sometimes people like to say, you know, well, people have been saying that the Lord's coming back, you know, ever since he left. And that's true. And, and Peter even says that, that, you know, there's going to be naysayers in the end times that are going to say, you know, where's this coming of the Lord that we've been hearing about? And so what we have to understand is never before in history have things begun to line up the way they are now. I've, I've never been more excited 
uh, to work at End Time Ministries than I am right now because every day when I come in here, there's so much content, Vince, we can't even get to it. So uh, if you want more of this article, it, you can uh, email us, email me, and I'll send it to you. I'll send you the transcript. It has the article links and the story links, and you can see it for yourself. Uh, so you can do that. Um, by Which just, article is this, though? The, the main article we're reading about the okay. uh, U.N., and, that, and within our transcript, though, I've got that article along with all these other articles, the climate change and all that, links to that. So you can get in here and you can see exactly what we're talking about and how important this really is. They're fundamentally trying to, to shape the earth into a new place. And like we've said before, Vince, the United States a lot of times is the only thing holding that back, it seems like. And so... Uh, we're living in times now where we have a leader in this country that lines up with everything they're saying, unless he has to take public transit to a funeral. So, anyway, all right, I'm done. Come on, man. And let's go to the phones. All right, we will go to Anna in Florida. Anna, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Vince. Hi, Doug. I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing well. Thank Hi. you. Likewise. Yes, finally. Um, I had a question. Uh, concerning the the Pope and one world religion, I was thinking maybe that this this Antichrist and and his partner are um, going to not be religious, meaning that they may not come be from um, or a religious organization or a um, or a religion, or a, what do you call it, um, either one, the religion or one's um, government, right? What makes Whether you think that, come, Anna? Well, this is what, what I think, that this person, the Antichrist and whatnot, is going to be charismatic. He's going to be a charmer. A lot of people are going to be fooled, okay? So if I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, saying this, I don't know, I mean, you just tell me my, it's just, you know, my, my thinking as well. He may not have to be religious, he may not come from, although he may come from Israel or the Middle East or from Europe, he may not be politically or religious, a religious or political um, person, figure, and the reason I'm saying this because he's going to fool a lot of people. A lot of people right now, even the one who know about religion, they know about Christianity, but they, they tend to cut um, atheists. They know there's, there's, there, they have to know there's something out there powerful and bigger than them, and there is a Lord. But they want to be religious. I mean, they want to be um, atheists, whether something happened to them and they're mad against God. So this, this person, this Antichrist, May just be without either religious or, or um, what's the other one I just said? Political leader. Let's or political, let's, where he is then going to deceive everyone yeah. because someone who's an atheist or religion may say, "You see, I'm not going to follow religion. Don't right. follow someone who is not religious only because they've been hearing that Jesus is coming for years. Like I've right. been." hearing this since I was a child, and they're going to say, well, they, they may be deceived that way by this monster who is going to be either from Europe or from the Middle East, where we think he's coming from, but not have religion and politics 
and deceive people because of that, because people are going to say, well, yeah, let's follow him. See, he's not religious. Okay, let me, Anna, let me break in on you a little bit because there's, there's scripture behind everything that we teach. And so uh, I understand what you're saying, but there's scripture to back up that he will be a religious, I mean, a, a political figure and there will be a religious figure. And you're talking about the Antichrist. We're talking about the Antichrist being the political yes. figure, but there's also going to be that mingling of religion and politics in there. And we know this because when we look at Daniel chapter 2, and you look at the statue of Nebuchadnezzar uh, in his dream, he talks about seeing this statue, and Daniel's explaining it to him, that in verse 41 it says, And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of the potter's clay and part of the iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be the strength of iron, for as much as there thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay. And the toes of the feet were part of the iron and part of the clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. What this is talking about is that union of politics and religion that was uh, the Roman Empire, which is the iron, and then the Holy Roman Empire, which the holy part is the clay. And we're watching that again happen here when Jesus comes back and smites the feet of this statue and sets his kingdom up. Those ten toes are the same thing that's represented in Daniel 7 as the ten kings that the Antichrist will rise up out of. So he will be a political leader or a figure that rises up among other kings, and he'll be a king himself, a, a political leader. And then in Revelation 13 lets us know that he has a partner who looks like a lamb, but he speaks as the dragon, and he's the second beast or the false prophet. And so we know that there's going to be a union of that. Now, they won't really worship God. They won't really have true religion. But Revelation 17 tells us that the woman riding on the back of that world government beast, that she is an entity and, and that what she is is uh, the, the Roman Catholic Church. It's the Vatican or Rome. And we know that because of all the clues that are given there. And so we've got purple and scarlet is what she wears. She drinks from a golden cup. The blood of the saints are on her hands. We can prove through just history that that's the Roman Catholic Church. And we have teachings on that as well. But we get all that information from the Bible. And that's why I, I have to say that we're, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay, so, but one more thing. So even though he is going to be a religious and a political person... Can it be that even though he's religious inside within the realm of the religious and the Vatican and the Pope, can there be someone who um, who can come out of there somehow and not and not be politic uh, religious a religious leader, but can become a religious since he's going to deceive people, have that power to be able to do that to people? Well, the Bible says that, that the false prophet will fool people with false miracles. He's the one that's going to point the way to the Antichrist. So that political figure, if, if you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says that the man of perdition is revealed, it talks about how he's revealed. He sets himself up in the temple of God, <laughs> proclaiming to be God. So if you've got a, a religious figure like the Pope standing there, and he pulls fire down from the sky in front of everybody, CNN, MSNBC, 
Fox News mm-hmm. and, and the world. And all of a sudden, this most religious recognized figure points to this political figure and says, there's your mm-hmm. Messiah. There's your God. So there's going to be two of these guys. They're going to be working in unison and that mm-hmm. that false prophet will do miracles. But the miracles will come from the devil and not from the Lord. Correct. Anna, we appreciate your call. We have a number of the calls we have to get to, so we're going to go on to those. You can search our website for uh, topics on the Antichrist and the false prophet. We have thousands of hours of content totally free at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com where we uh, spend hours talking about this. Um, so we do want to get to some other callers as well. Let's go to Chris in Oklahoma. Chris, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you for taking my call today. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm a Christian according to Acts 238, and I'm also a state national as I've corrected my political status from U.S. citizen to American state national. And uh, my question is, uh, what power does Rome or the Roman Catholic Church and um, the U.N. or the city of London, you know, uh, or the Crown Corporation actually have over the people of America and the world at large? Well, right now, Chris, they don't have as much power as they're going to have. Uh, We believe that when that Six Trumpet War happens, the devastation and everything that comes from that war is going to cause this coalition. Like, they actually use the word coalition in Kofi Annan's speech when he says there needs to be a coalition of powers and not just one superpower. That's one of the the World Economic Forum's goals for 2030. The United States will no longer be a superpower, that they will... Uh, the powers will be given to smaller states that make up a coalition together. And that's their goals. This will happen in the future because we know in in Revelation 13, when we look at that one world beast, they're going to have a lot of power there. They've got the lion, which is Great Britain. They've got Germany that is actually the body of that animal beast. And then they've got Russia, who will be their main military power. These powers are going to come, and the Bible says, who can make war against the beast? So they will become very powerful in the near future. All right, we will be right back. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner.
Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Do you trust the United Nations or the Pope more? That's what we're talking about today because they're actually saying a lot of the same things. And so um, it's quite interesting how they align with their speeches. And we're looking at the Bible saying, wow, this is what the Bible says will start happening just before the second coming. We think everybody needs to be uh, paying attention to this. And so we've tried to draw attention to that. We haven't dug in nearly as deep as we thought we would get to, Doug, but uh, we are taking your calls at this point. And so hopefully uh, we'll be able to get through the callers. And uh, you can join us too, 877 time. I do want to say that uh, Dave is in Israel. He and Jana and Kara, I believe, are the team members from End Time that are there. Um, they are. Uh, we are hosting our tour that we do twice a year. This is the first one we've done in several years due to the COVID restrictions that were in place. They've opened up the borders now, and you can go in without uh, all the requirements that there once was. And so uh, we are there now with a busload of people. So be in prayer for our team and all the people that are uh, joining us on the Israel tour. We have a great time it is a very special trip that can just, oh, I think lead to some spiritual revelations that maybe people have never had before. I don't think you have to go to Israel to receive spiritual revelation, but while you're there, why not get them, Doug? That's how I feel about it. So Absolutely. It, some things come alive when you see how close things are and uh, being able to look at something that was written about in the Bible and just kind of helps it come to life. And so uh, be in prayer for all those folks that are there right now and that the Lord would bless them on their trip to Israel. Let's get to the phones now. We will go to Ernest in Florida. Ernest, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys. Yeah, thank you for um, taking my call and everything. I hope you all are doing well. I had a um, question on Daniel 9.26. Are you you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, so um, we're talking about in Daniel 9, 26 and 27, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Um, and then Daniel 9, 27, it says, you'll confirm the covenant with many for one seven. And I believe with all my heart that that's, that's the Pope, right, that um, the, the people of the ruler who will come, that was obviously Rome in 70 AD when they destroyed that second temple and everything and um, had... Another scripture, Daniel eleven twenty two, maybe a supporting scripture. It's um, it says then an overwhelming army will be swept away before him, both it and the prince of the covenant will be destroyed, which is talking about the king of the north and the south. And then it brings up this name, the the um, prince of the covenant. I thought that was you know that's obviously a much different name than the king of the north and the south that is used to talking about. And then one more scripture in Revelation 13, 14, where it's talking about the two beasts. And it says, um, he ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived, which that is the second beast. And you guys were talking about earlier that second beast is the false prophet, which I believe is the Pope. And um, yeah, I just wanted to, what you guys had to say about that, and I'll take my answer off the air. All right. Well, thank you, Ernest. Um, first, 
addressing that prince, I've, I've heard this, so there must be a teaching out there, because um, I've heard this a lot where people are saying that they believe the prince there that that's speaking of is the pope. But when you look at that word prince in the original language and you pull this scripture up and look that word up, prince actually means general there when it says the prince of the people that shall come. Now, whether or not uh, that can still pertain to a pope, I don't know. But we we definitely believe that the he here that confirms the covenant with many is the Antichrist and not the pope uh, because we believe that this political leader will have the military might behind him. I'm not sure that the Catholic Church is going to be the ones that's over the military because Scripture says in 17 that 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 beast, that world government beast, will hate the woman. And uh, toward the end, when they're done using the Catholic Church for what they need to use her for, they'll just toss her aside. They won't care about the Catholic Church anymore. So I I don't believe that that's speaking of the Pope. We know that the, the confirmation of the covenant, we believe that that is the Abraham covenant of the New Testament, which or the Old Testament, which is uh, where God told Abraham uh, in Genesis 15 that he would uh, the land would be given to him from the river in Egypt to the great river Euphrates. So it's basically the right to exist for Israel in that nation. Uh, that's another way that we know that the the covenant will be between the Israelis and the Palestinians, because those two. Um, peoples are the ones that claim stake to that real estate there in Israel and especially Jerusalem. And so there's a lot of reasons why we believe this. And we also know that the he causes the uh, sacrifice to stop and sets up the abomination of desolation. Well, like I mentioned before, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 through 4 says that that's the son of perdition that does that. That's the Antichrist. That's who that's talking about. That's when he will be revealed, when he sets himself up in the temple of God and shows himself to be God. Uh, Daniel 11, um, 31 and 36 also confirm that it is the Antichrist that stops the sacrifices and sets up the abomination of desolation. So that's why that's why we believe the Antichrist is actually the he there. Ernest also mentions 70 A.D., Yes. Do you want to comment on that, or do you not want to go down that? Well, 70 A.D. was when Rome uh, destroyed the temple and the city and the sanctuary. There's what that's talking about. So uh, we know that that happened in 70 A.D. So we know that the people who did that was Rome, and they were under the uh, military general Titus. There's even the Titus Arch in Rome actually shows a depiction of Titus uh, triumphantly carrying in the menorah that was in the temple. And a lot of people still believe they have the original menorah in the basement of the Vatican there. So uh, anyway, that happened in 70 AD. And we people know believe that Titus was the Antichrist too, right? Some people believe that. Some people believe that uh, there was even an Antichrist before that, which was uh, Epiphanes. Uh, and he's the one that actually sacrificed a swine on the altar and placed a statue of Jupiter. And so they believe that that was fulfilled then. But the thing is, is that really, folks, when we look at things, the devil's got no new game. I mean, it's he tries the same thing over and over again. Uh, you know, with the Tower of Babel, he was trying to create a world government system, and God destroyed it then, and he will destroy it when he tries again. So, All right, let's go to uh, Mary Ann in Utah. Mary Ann, welcome to End of the Age. Hi, how are you? Hey, I just wanted to know if you were uh, Vince 
Norvell and uh, Doug Stagel. Just kidding. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, I like but that. But on the more serious note of this, when I'm hearing about do I trust the Pope or, or the U.N., well, neither one because of what they're saying right now. Right. The Bible prophecy says this is, you know, we're going to have the one world order, we're going to have, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, I can't go either one. And so i got to be quick. I realize that. So, And at the other point was I was really disappointed in President Biden. He is one of the group. I wondered if they've all been zapped yet by the, by the devil. <laughs> because what I'm yeah. thinking is, is how do you go and do, you know, you're supposed to don't drive those cars into, you know, the area like that. But my biggest point is, is when Queen Elizabeth, I loved her the second, from her younger days, 70 years, now passing on for 70 years, I'm only hoping, because I believe that the Pope and probably maybe some of the U.N. has read the Bible, so they do know different. But she went from the beginning of her um, young age, now still, from God to begin to the end, 70 years. So in my opinion is I'm glad that none, not President Biden or anybody else will be anywhere and in Congress, whatever, presidency, for 70 years. So I'm very proud of the Queen. Um, I'm just kind of making a statement here okay. because I think that, you know, just like the, um, you think the Pope has read the Bible, so maybe they've already been partially zapped. Well, good thoughts, Marianne. We appreciate your uh, call and your uh, sharing your perspective there. Let's go to, you know, she got the Vince Norvell and the Doug Stegall. Pretty <laughs> yeah, right there. That's pretty funny. It's not confusing anybody any more than they already right. are. Absolutely. Let's go to Deborah in Texas. Deborah, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, God bless you. Thank you. I God bless you. I just wanted to weigh in on the, the question, and I don't trust either one of them. I don't believe either one of them. But what I do believe is God, the Word of God, and Bible prophecy. And that's all I had to say. I just wanted to weigh in on that. So right. We're with you, you, Deborah. Thank, Thank you so you. much for your call. Let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Hank and Frank, how are you doing today? Hank and Frank. <laughs> nice. We're getting new names. God bless you. I love you. Listen, there's so many things in just listening uh, what the what the callers are saying. There's so many subjects I can go into. But first I want to preference what I'm saying so everybody hears this. I've been studying scriptures for 44 years, and I want to be very clear. I keep saying this to people. Take Jerusalem Prophecy College courses because you'll get a better foundation. I hear the questions of people calling in, and there's so many false teachings. Irvin Baxter put the most work into it and had the most clear explanations that line up with the signs of the times. Now, that said, which I keep saying every time I call in, <laughs> because 
you guys are, 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 are grounded on the Word of God, and there's a lot of false teachings. Now, when we get into the current events of what's, there's so many different things to go into, it would take hours to even scratch the surface. Joe, but let's do it. I, I've tried to tell you we need a, the Joe show on Into the Age Plus. <laughs> Well, if I was if I was physically able at this point, all you got to do is a, do what you're doing I would, now. I would get on a plane and I would fly there. No, we'll come the to you. We'll bring the camera to you. Here's the thing: there's levels of deception. Yeah. These clowns, like the Pope and the, the the head of the UN, they really believe the garbage that they're saying. They're being deceived. It's higher levels. These elitists. I personally, in in my little side studies over the past 10 or so years, there's levels. The highest level, I believe, above those that crowd at Devos, I believe they're Satan worshipers. And as you come down the ranks, people are deceived. People are deceived who are the leaders behind corporations, behind governments, and they believe the garbage that they're saying. They are deceived. That's what the word means. So they're spewing all this stuff. And no matter what area of human existence we look at, it's being manipulated. Everything from the school systems, you name it. The thing about what, there is global warming. There is definitely global warming, but it's not because of carbon emissions. I've done the research the meteorological associations, they, they, they chart the movement of the surface of the sun. As the sun changes, the radiation that hits the earth changes. Joe, so I've, I've got to cut you off, not because I'm trying to censor you, but we are totally out of time for the day, and that is very unfortunate. I will say that I think more people want to see the Joe show <laughs> than they want to see Doug do the dance that we were talking about on Friday. Would, would you agree with that assessment? I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> I want to see both. Um, we'll be right back tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.